Welcome back to Freedom Speak with Becca Marie. I'm your host, Becca Marie, and you are listening to Conservative Talk, ABQ, KDAZ, 96.9 FM, AM 700, and you can listen online at conservativetalkabq.com. I'm here with my guests, Dale Perkins, Judge Charles Barnhart, and Jamie Frazier Page. And we've been talking a lot about the gun grab legislation, which is going on up in Santa Fe. We're going to f- wrap up our conversation on that. And then we're going to talk about the uh, the next couple of installments of the Twitter files. And who knows what else. You never know the, where the conversation is going to go. So we were talking about, uh, we were getting into HB 101. Now that's that's the biggie. That's the one in which uh, restrictions on large prohibiting assault weapons and prohibiting large capacity magazines, which the other bill kind of covered that too. Um, But anyway, so on this one, they want to uh, outlaw those scary assault rifles. The black guns? The black guns. Why are some of them black guns pink? They, I know they are. Yeah, like I have one of my handguns. It's like a, it's like a camouflage, kind of like a pink and black. I'm not quite sure where I would be camouflaged. What kind of environment that would be? Maybe if I got caught up in a flower garden or something, and I wanted to be <laughs> stealthy. I, I've seen you with your pink guns before. <laughs> So uh, this HB 101, this thing would ban a lot of popular firearms. And Jamie was talking about that earlier in the show, about a, a gun which is uh, common common use. Is that the term you use, Jamie? Yeah, yeah, common use. And not only that, but here's the really ridiculous thing about this, okay? They're, they want to outlaw guns that have, like, grips uh, on them so that you can have a better grip on the gun. They want to outlaw, uh, except for shotguns, apparently. They want to outlaw you having a, like a, what's the term they call it? The thing that covers the barrel so barrel, that you don't burn. Barrel shroud. A barrel shroud. A barrel shroud, which... AR-15s and other similar type guns have barrel shrouds. And that's so you don't burn your hand when you're holding the gun. Even, you know, even on an AR-15, okay, without the barrel shroud, you can't use the gun. Uh, You can't because that's where your hand is. (laughs) That's how you hold it. You'd be holding the barrel. You'd be holding the barrel. And And the gas tube that gets extremely hot. Really hot. Yes. So they don't want to have a barrel shroud. On these scary black guns, they don't want to have uh, additional. Matter of fact, they don't want to have additional uh, hand grips on any kind of gun. If you add a hand grip to any kind of gun, they're going to outlaw it. Go ahead, Judge. You can't even have a folding stock. Not even a folding stock, because I, I, those are dangerous. Those folding stocks. A retractable stock. Oh retractable. my God. I know. So 
so think about this, people. How does this make any sense whatsoever? I mean, it, it makes no sense at all. And here's the, here's the reality of the thing. You're saying, oh, well, it's because, you know, they, they use these kind of guns to kill people with. It's like, you know, you can use a hunting rifle uh, to kill people with, too. I mean, if that was really what you wanted to do. And uh, a hunting rifle and these types of rifles, like an AR-15 actually is a smaller caliber than any of your hunting rifles for the most part. Um like, for instance, the uh, the one gun I have, which would be considered an assault rifle, has, has a three oh eight caliber. Right. And there are that's a that's a caliber that is used in hunting also. The round fired by the AR-15 is not legal for taking deer in a lot of states. Has to be twenty four caliber or because it may not kill them. Yeah, it's they're considered in, inhumane. That's arguable with modern ammunition, but that's, you know, I mean, that's what it is. The 223 round was developed from the 222 Remington round, which was designed as a varmint cartridge for taking things like ground squirrels and uh, marmot and stuff like that at distance. And uh, it was eventually decided that the military needed a smaller caliber where they could have a lighter weapon and carry more ammunition. And they scaled down the 308 AR-10 to make the AR-15 and then the M16. It's not a, a large caliber gun by any means. 223. If you take the three off it, what do you have? 22, 22. It's the same bore mm-hmm. diameter as a, you know as a 22 long rifle. Mm-hmm. Not scary not cosmetically scary if you don't have all that black hardware you know you take a lot of classic firearms um m1 carbines uh the m1 garand from the second world war the greatest infantry weapon ever made according to Patton. um the m14 or the m1a which is a civilian version it's semi-auto only they all have wood stocks they do not fit the definition here of an assault rifle, yet they take box magazines of approximately the same number of rounds, can have 15 or 30 in an, uh, an M1 carbine, Garand is an eight round uh, clip, and uh, the M1A or M14 is, is typically 20, but they make 30 round mags for it, firing the same ammunition. How is that any less dangerous than a black gun that looks scary, that does the same thing. Not to mention an M1 was a real popular weapon of war. As was the M1 carbine, as was the M14, which is the long gun I trained on in the Army back in the Paleolithic age. Um, It's all cosmetics. It's all optics, which is something that Democrats are really good at, is optics. It looks dangerous. It looks worse. Therefore, it is worse. It's scary. It's, it's a that scary. black gun. See, I, I think on this one, I, I, I think it's important. I want everybody, I want to read this section because I want everybody to realize how this is such nonsense. What their definition of an assault weapon is, okay? <clears throat> so they got sections uh, A through F, okay, that define an assault weapon, okay? An assault weapon, A, 
a semi-automatic rifle that has the capacity to accept a detachable magazine and has one or more of the following, a pistol grip or thumb hole stock, any feature capable of fun- functioning as a protruding grip that can be held by the non-trigger hand. Well, you, you need to hold something with the non-trigger hand. You, that's how you shoot the gun. A folding or telescoping stock. Oh, my God, that's dangerous. A shroud attached to the barrel. That's so you don't burn your hand. Or that partially or completely encircles the barrel, allowing the bearer to hold the firearm with the non-trigger hand without being burned. Well, why would you want to be burned when shoot, shooting your gun? But excluding a slide that encloses the barrel, which would be like, a pump shotgun, you know. Or a pump rifle. Yeah, or a pump rifle. But can you see how ridiculous this is? How yeah. is a folding or telescoping stock, uh, how is that a, a, a big threat? It isn't. It allows you to fold it up and put it into a small case where you don't take up that much room in your house or in your car. And that shroud that goes around the barrel... 3030 has got a wooden one that you hang on to. A lot of the military bolt rifles, uh, the uh, 303 British has a total surrounded barrel, and it's wood. But they're not making that illegal. Well, so does the the carbine has a a wooden stock with a, a wooden part over the barrel yes so does the m1a or the m14 so do a lot of surplus uh, foreign weapons the difference is cosmetic i keep coming back to that it's cosmetic Mm -hmm. you can take the basic action of many of these rifles and put it in a plastic stock and make it look like an ar-15 yeah is it any different? Does it does it go bang any differently? Is it more lethal? Hell no. It's cosmetics. Apparently for these people, it's how you hold the weapon that uh, makes it more dangerous. But any rifle, you take and take your offhand and hang on to the gun for better control. All of your hunting rifles, any rifle or shotgun, you use both hands to control it. Wouldn't you think that better control of the weapon makes it more safe? Correct. That what they want to do is they make it they want to make it less safe. You want to be able to control that firearm where if you are out hunting, you don't accidentally shoot someone that's five foot or twenty feet off the side. So basically, this, uh, this Section A would basically make almost all um, types of, with the exception of hunting rifles, uh, would make them all illegal. Now, wait a minute. If, if it looks like an AR-15 or if it looks like an AK-47. They use ARs all the time for hunting. Yeah. For deer and elk I, I and would. antelope. Yeah, I would. I'd put a shorter magazine in it just because it's uh, less cumbersome uh, for hunting. But, I mean, yeah, I mean, why not? Well, the shorter magazine is a 10-round magazine. And more sporting. Yeah, more sporting, yeah. The shorter magazine is a 10-round magazine. Right. It's 10-round, which is also illegal. Yes. Yeah. So, Section B, okay. Semi-automatic pistol 
or any semi-automatic centerfire or rimfire rifle with a fixed magazine that has the capacity to accept more than 10 rounds of ammunition. Okay, I, I got news for you. A lot of popular pistols have a standard magazine capacity greater than nine rounds. I know, like, for instance, one that I own, a Beretta 92. It holds more than nine rounds. And like I said earlier, the smaller the caliber of the weapon, typically they, the, the magazine holds more rounds because there's more space in there because the bullets are smaller. Okay, let's look at Glock 17. That is one of the oldest Glock guns, and there is millions of them out there. And they're 17 rounds or better. And only Glock that they have right now that will be legal to carry is a Glock 40, uh, 43 because it's got a straight stack magazine. It only holds six. And if you put a device on it to hold more, does that make that illegal? Because yeah. of my hand is so large that it doesn't fit. Well, yeah, it's like one of, like the one I can still carry. It has a smaller capacity magazine, but it's a smaller gun, and it's for concealed carry. Um, with without a an extended uh, higher capacity magazine in it, it doesn't fit my hand very well. So so that's the reason I got the higher capacity magazine so that I can hold on to it better. But they're talking about outlawing a lot of popular pistols that are currently out there. They're going to take and outlaw all double-stack firearms, period. And you said any rifle that holds more, 22 or other? Hey, guys, your grandfather's rifles. And if you don't think they're not going to come after the tubular-fed ones, just wait. Hang on. They are going to come after them next. Okay, so... <clears throat> On to Section 3. Semi-automatic pistol that has the capacity to accept a detachable magazine and has one or more of the following. One or more. Same stuff as the rifle list. Yeah, basically the same thing. And this is for pistol, okay? Any feature capable of functioning or protruding grip that can be held by the non-trigger hand. Folding, I don't know why you'd have a folding or telescoping stock on a pistol but I, I i've seen people do that it's like this kind of silly just get think, a freaking I think rifle what they're i don't going know for here, what, what are they trying to do i think what they're going for here is ar pistols yeah which is basically an ar rifle that doesn't have a stock or that has what it you know a brace which is now being made essentially made illegal yeah it looks um, scary in b i'm not 100 percent sure what they mean about semi-automatic pistol if they're actually talking about your Beretta 92 or any of my Glocks. Well, it's a semi-automatic pistol. Yeah, I'm not sure that's what they're going for because it's vague. Let's see if a vague fixed enough. magazine is what they're talking about. Well, in yeah. C, yes. In, in B is a fixed magazine. In C, it's a detachable magazine. So if I have a semi-automatic pistol with a fixed magazine that can take more than 10 rounds, my uh, $32,000 Schnellfeuer uh, C96 Mauser is illegal. Oh, 
darn. I'll find somebody in Texas who wants it. Um, I mean, this is this comes. Or maybe back. we'll just all move to Texas. But after all this, this crap's is, done, this is. I come back to this again and again and again. You read these things, and the people sitting around this table have some knowledge about firearms, and you look at it and you go, "What were they thinking?" They're either woefully ignorant or willfully ignorant, and woefully can be educated willfully is beyond the reach of or jamie man. maybe maybe they're just plain stupid yeah stupidity is not curable no it's not no ignorance can be cured but stupidity cannot well having listened to some of these people in session not be able to explain the contents of the bill their name is on makes me believe that you may be exactly a hundred percent right right isn't that scary? If they even read the bill. And these were easy to read, too. I I don't think a lot of these people read this crap they try to put through. I really don't. Well, there was at least one case that Dale and I were sitting in a, in a committee hearing where the guy who brought the bill asked a question that clearly indicated to us that he did not understand the bill his name was on. Isn't that scary? Yeah. And also, this- we've had him actually come out in one of the sessions that we were at and tell us the audience cannot speak this is your house this is your domicile up at the roundhouse but you are not allowed to give us your opinion we will listen to the experts we'll ask the experts questions and the audience will not open their mouth now that is against our constitutional too but they're trying to do it. One of them said to us in session that when we complained that we basically had like a minute to express an opinion, that we were lucky that we had any input at all because in a lot of legislatures, the public is not allowed to speak directly. The arrogance of some of these people is, is amazing and when you go back to what you said when many of us have said these people are not our bosses these people are our representatives who are supposed to be representing our interests and they don't they seem to represent the interests of special interest groups i'm not going to mention any names bloomberg um and an agenda and they're not representing me i have no represent well that's not true i do I don't have any representative directly because the person in my district doesn't return my phone calls or emails, hmm. um, and I don't expect her to. What's her name? Debbie Sarniana. Okay. Um, I mean, we have representatives and senators there who are, for whatever other term, on our side, but they're in the minority. And there are some Democrats there who will listen to reason and vote reasonably. But by and large... A lot of them act as if they were our overlords. And we fought a revolution to end that. And we've allowed it to creep back into existence over the last couple of hundred years to the point where people believe that they are being governed by these people. Well, these people have basically become the Redcoats. I think they're worse than the Redcoats. 
Yeah, they're 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 in some respects a lot closer to the Hessian mercenaries because they're bought and paid for by outside sources. Yeah. We're not going to mention any Soros names. No, we wouldn't want to mention George Soros now. No, no, that, no. Would, that would be wrong. Yeah, okay, yeah. so I okay. won't mention him. No, nor, nor okay. will I. Uh, so we can't have any scary uh, folding your telescopic uh, stocks. Uh, and, and then we're talking about auto, semi-automatic shotguns that have one or more of the following, a pistol grip or thumb hole stock. You know, a pistol grip on a, on a shotgun is is a really great feature to have for a shotgun that you have around the house for home defense because it gives you better control of the weapon. Okay, the new turkey shotguns are coming out, are coming out with pistol grips because when you're sitting there in the blind and you pull up, it's so much nicer to hang on to that pistol grip <coughs> instead of a straight stock because you're not standing, you're sitting, you're behind cover. And when that turkey comes in and gobbles at you, you don't want to have problems with your stock. So they've got pistol grips on them. Yeah. A fixed magazine capacity in excess of five rounds for a shotgun. An ability to accept a detachable magazine. You know, most shotguns don't have, although I had one that did. I, I, I had one of those shotguns that had the 10-round magazine. So, in other words, what you're reading is my law enforcement 870 that I have that holds eight rounds in the tube carries six on the side and four, uh, five on the buttstock is going to be illegal. Yeah. yeah. And it's just a pump shotgun. Now, I wonder if, Semi like... Semi-automatic shotgun is what it says in D. Your yeah. pump shotgun Pumps is fine. Okay. Even if you can operate it. So my 1100 is going to be illegal then? Yes. Because hmm. I got them both. Okay. So a shotgun with a revolving cylinder. Have you ever seen a shotgun that has a revolving cylinder? Yes. You have? Seen them. Street, Used them. Streets, yeah. The street sweeper, which was federally outlawed a long time ago, uh, is a, a shotgun with a revolving cylinder. Okay. And that's the only one I know of. But, but like, I, I want to just keep saying over and over again, all of this stuff's infringement. <laughs> According to the Second Amendment, you, you can have all of these weapons. I mean, it's, what's the difference? You know, the, the thing is, is that if you're a law-abiding citizen, why shouldn't you be allowed to have any weapon that you want? If you're a criminal and you've committed crimes and you're a felon and, <clears throat> and, and you have tried to hurt people and you're a danger to yourself and others if you have uh, weapons— then I, I can see that. But if you're a, if you're a law-abiding American, um, why, number one, it's unconstitutional. Well, but criminals have more rights than we do. Well, they do, because they're, you know, like things like they're allowed to go in and shoplift a store, and we're not allowed to stop them. Although I think we need to, we need to just say no, and we need to stop them anyway, because we, right we have a right to protect our property. Well, when they come in and shoplift from the store, only thing that does for me and you and these gentlemen is raise the price of the food up higher That's or the right. product up higher. We all pay the penalty somehow. Yeah, or make us or make us drive 50 miles to the next door. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, let's see here. So, uh, now us as we the people are not allowed to have these guns, but if you're a government 
officer or a government employee, or if you're in the military, yes, you can have pretty much any weapon you want. The people that are our civil servants can have these weapons, but us, the masters, cannot. I, I want you to really let that one sink in. Now, any person who may not lawfully possess an assault weapon commencing July 1, 2023, that's this year, people, shall, prior to July 1, 2023, you got to do one of these things. you got to remove the assault weapon from the state. So, in other words, they want you to remove your assault weapon and send it to a state that is still free instead of the, you know, People's Republic of New Mexico. Uh, or you can render your assault weapon permanently operable, inoperable. Well, what would be the point of having a weapon that does not operate? I, I don't understand. You know, I see people that, that look at, they get these weapons that don't work, and they hang them on the wall and stuff like that and use them as wall decorations. Um, I don't have any desire to put my Air 15 on the wall and use it as a, a, wall, a wall decoration. Even the one with the, the pretty camouflage pattern? No, not, not that one. Especially, well, I don't know. That one would probably look better on the wall. I mean, you know, interior design. Sure, yeah. yeah. It would have to match, match the rest of the decor, though. I don't really have a lot of pink in my house. <laughs> I'm sorry. Why am I not surprised? I don't know. Uh, or you can surrender your assault weapon to the appropriate law enforcement agency for destruction. So are they going to buy my guns from me uh, no, for they them just, to destroy? Uh, no. Now, that, no. they're going to just take them without they're paying me them. for them? Yes. Isn't that called theft? Uh, that's what I think. It's an unlawful taking yes. under the Constitution. Not so if you voluntarily give it to them. Well, right. How voluntary is it when you're facing a fourth-degree felony for hanging on to it? That's coercion. Well, well, you know, we don't care about coercion in this country anymore. Like, I, I got into an argument with somebody a while back about, uh, about the, the vax. Uh, they, somebody actually thought of it as a choice of either choosing between taking the vax or keeping your job. Well, in this case, you can choose to keep your weapon and probably go to jail or hand it over to the government. I mean, I was being facetious about my $32,000 C96 Mauser, which I do not own. On the other hand, there are guns that fall into these categories that represent a substantial investment on the part of a person. And for the government to take that without compensation is a taking, as the law defines a taking. Yeah. And I've been an opponent to civil asset forfeiture for a long time because it happens before adjudication of any wrongdoing. And in fact, there are people who have lost significant amounts of property without ever being charged with a crime. Their Lamborghini and $100,000 is gone into the federal whatever, and they were never charged with a crime involving it. That's yeah. theft. Like that guy the other day, and I can't remember his name. He had uh, he was kind of uh, he was posting a lot of stuff on social media, and he was talking about all of his expensive cars that he owned. And so they've accused him of a crime, and then it shows uh, the law enforcement uh, uh, officers stealing all his expensive exotic sports cars. And it's like he's been accused of a crime, and you're taking his cars. Right. 
I had a friend. I had a friend who was a DEA agent in California, who complained regularly about the vehicle that he drew from the pool, because if he used it for his own use, he had to pay for the gas. And he was driving a, a, a high-end 450 Mercedes, which had been seized in a drug raid, and uh, they don't get spectacular gas mileage. And I said, um, "Quit bitching." Right. I don't have a Mercedes. I'm driving a. I'm driving a, a Subaru. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They don't. They do that, and they get reclaimed for government use. I will bet my money that surrendered for destruction means converted to the use of the agency to which it is surrendered. Oh, you know it. At your at, at your expense. At my expense. Right now, if hey, I want Jim, to donate something, AR-15 that came in. I think I want this. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Well, exactly. I, I, I know of guns that were taken in evidence that should have been returned to the owner by an agency of the uh, city of San Francisco, which shall go nameless, um, that disappeared into the hands of individual officers. That's wrong, but it happens. And like I said, the agency you surrender the gun to goes, look, guys, it's a Daniel defense with all the, all the bells and whistles. That's a $2,000 gun we have now. That's even better than the MRAP. Come on, people, come on. These people are criminals. When they do stuff like that, the taking, as defined in law, is indeed, I believe, a criminal act, and it's supposed to be prohibited. You're supposed to get due compensation for stuff, even with eminent domain, yeah. which I have issues with. But Well, I do too. You know, I mean, it comes back to what you've said, what we've all said time and time again. These people are, are our representatives, our employees, if you will. They are not our masters. They are not our overlords. They are not members of the royalty. I'm sure that the tiny tyrant thinks she is, but you know, yeah, they serve us, and they do not serve us well. So, guys, we're at the end of this segment. Um, so, to wrap this, I just want to tell everybody this is a, this is a gun grab attempt. This is an attempt to literally move towards going door to door and confiscating all of our guns. I mean, that is what this is. And if you think they'll stop at this, even if even if you say, oh, well, I'm willing to put up with this much infringement uh, because, you know, these particular guns are all the problem. You know, just like Aunt Jemima and Uncle Ben were, were the cause of racism. And as a result, they've been eliminated, too. So... It's all absolute nonsense, people. So anyway, we will be back uh, in the next segment, and I'm going to talk about, uh, going to hit the release five and six of the Twitter files, and then uh, whatever else that we can in the last segment, and we'll be right back. Don't go anywhere.
Interested in getting your concealed carry permit? Perkins Protection Training offers state-approved concealed carry classes for both New Mexico and Utah, taught by a certified NRA instructor, local woman-owned and ran by husband-wife team since 2004. Individual coaching, ensuring every student learns according to their individual needs, complete with pre-class and follow-up tutoring. One-on-one, beginner, and advanced classes also available. Mention KDAZ for 10% off class. Call 505-238-1214. That's 505-238-1214 or on the web at PerkinsProtectionTraining.com. Hello, I'm Dr. Dan Lafferty. And I'm Dr. Stephanie Z from ABQ Gentle Dentistry. Putting off a trip to the dentist due to dental anxiety? Let us ease your fears. At ABQ Gentle Dentistry, we are gentle from your first phone call with the receptionist to the dental chair for treatment. We offer oral conscious sedation, IV sedation, and nitrous gas. We have the latest technology to handle all your dental needs right in our office. Same-day crowns, 3D x-rays, 3D printing, digital intraoral photos, and laser technology. Let us transform your life by transforming your smile into a smile you can love. We also offer clear tray orthodontic therapy. You're part of the family here at ABQ Gentle Dentistry. Gentle is not just our name, it's how we treat our patients. We accept most insurance plans and also work with multiple lending companies to help make financing possible. Y hablamos español. We're located at 4550 Eubank Boulevard, Northeast, Suite 101. Give us a call at 505-292-8588 to begin your journey to an awesome smile. Or on the web at albuquerquegentledentist.com. Hi, I'm Dr. Karen Genter from High Desert Chiropractic and Wellness. For 27 years, I've been helping patients by gently treating the root cause of their health issues, not just symptoms. Treatments include various chiropractic techniques and therapies, such as electrical stimulation, ultrasound and intersegmental traction, or the roller table. Let's help you be your best self by helping you achieve optimal wellness and maintain it lifelong. Located at 5310 Homestead Road, Northeast, call us at 505 292 226. Welcome back to Freedom Speak with Becca Marie. Welcome to the last segment. You're listening to Conservative Talk, ABQ, KDAZ, 96.9 FM, AM 700, and listen from anywhere at conservativetalkabq.com. I'd like to invite you to send me your emails. Email me. Let me know. Just say hi. Let me know if you're liking the show. Give me some suggestions if there's something you would like to hear. If you you have something interesting to talk about and you want to be a guest on the show, let me know that too. We'll talk. Becca at freedomspeaknm.com. Email me. So I want to talk about the Twitter files. I've been hitting a couple of releases of these every week, and I am on releases five and six this week, so I was going to do that. And release five, it, it, it seems like release five is all about double standards. Now, as you know, they were really, really working hard to censor Trump. They eventually completely canceled his account, and all of his, I think, 86 million followers just all went by the wayside, and uh, they, they just canceled him. Now, because they're saying that what he was saying was inciting violence. Now, these people are hypocrites, okay, because... Let me give you some examples of some tweets in which people that they did not ban off of Twitter. In June of 2018, Iran, Iran's 
Ayatollah Khomeini tweeted, Israel is a malignant cancerous tumor in the West Asian region that has to be removed and eradicated. It is possible and it will happen. That tweet was neither removed nor was the Ayatollah. Then we have, in October of 2020, the former Malaysian prime minister said it was a right for Muslims to kill millions of French people. Now, they, I'm going to have to agree with that one. Uh, French people are pretty annoying. I agree with you on that. Um, but uh, that tweet was deleted, but uh, because it apparently they 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 found that it glorified violence, but they didn't boot uh, Mr. Ma. I wonder if I can say say this Mahatur Muhammad. They didn't boot him off the platform, but they did, they removed his tweet because it was you know glorifying violence. Then we have. There are more examples, believe it or not. Then we have Muhammad Buhari, the president of Nigeria, incited violence against pro by these Biafra groups. And he says, those of us in the fields for 30 months who went through the war, he wrote, will treat them in the language they understand. Tweeter deleted Twitter deleted that tweet, but they didn't ban him. Let's see, what else do we have? Do we have another one on this one? Um, oh, yeah, we do. We have, in early February 2021, Prime Minister Narendra Modi's government threatened to arrest Twitter employee Twitter employees in India and to incarcerate them for up to seven years after they restored hundreds of accounts that had been critical of him. So they 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 said bad things to him and his feelings were hurt, so he threatened to incarcerate them for seven years. And Twitter didn't ban him either. Direct direct threats threats against Twitter employees, and they and they didn't seem to have a problem with that either. So then we have in uh, in one segment here. It says less than ninety minutes after Twitter employees had determined that Trump's tweets were not in violation of Twitter policy. The haha the vija God I can't say these names. V-I-J-A-Y-A, however you say that, Gaddy, Twitter's head of legal policy and trust, asked whether it could, in fact, be coded incitement to further violence. <laughs> so, so now what they're determining here is they're saying, well, you know, uh, this, isn't, uh, this isn't really against our policies, which their policies seem to, like, blow with the wind, but, but this could lead to something that might be bad. Nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Know what I mean? Know what I mean? That, that's right. Exactly. You got it. Coded speech. Yes. Coded speech. And I think they actually mention coded speech in here, too. It's like uh, they're determining, it's like, well, we, ne- we have to uh, figure out what they really meant. A few minutes later, Twitter employees on the scaled enforcement team, 
suggests that Trump's tweet may have violated Twitter's glorification of violence policy. They have a glorification of violence policy. If you interpreted the phrase <laughs> American patriots to refer to the rioters. <laughs> so apparently they have associated American patriots with rioters. So we're all rioters here, aren't we? I guess. Um, <clears throat> I haven't burned a Starbucks in a long, long, long time. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's see what else we got here. Oh. Members of that team came to view him as the leader of a terrorist group responsible for violence and deaths comparable to Christchurch shooter or Hitler. And on that basis and on the totality of his tweets, he should be deplatformed. Because he's talking to these American patriots. There are times when I really wish that the Donald had kept his mouth shut. But this is errant nonsense. I kind of enjoyed listening to him run his mouth. I really did. I, I used to always read his tweets. They were entertainment for me. They, they were great. I looked forward to them every day. <laughs> Two hours later, Twitter executives host a 30-minute all-staff meeting. Jack Dorsey and Vijaha Gotti answer staff question as to why Trump wasn't banned yet. But they make some employees angrier. Multiple tweets that would be Twitter employees, have quoted the banality of evil suggesting that people implementing our policies are like Nazis following orders. <laughs> so, so there were a number of Twitter employees that it was a little too much for them. And they compared some of these other uh, Twitter employees as being like Nazis following orders. I'll, re I'll read this exact tweet here from one of these Twitter employees. Uh, I am not sure who should hear this, but if you look at the conversation in blah, 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 plenty of employees are not responding well to the 30-minute brief. I feel people want to feel heard and having someone with the right purview to reason with, and yet I am sure Jack slash Vihaha are totally saturated. I wonder if we can mobilize people who are on the peripheral of decision-making, but not all consumed to engage the internal discussions. Yeah, I've been keeping an eye on it. Candidly, not a lot of people who are close to the decisions would feel safe engaging there. Multiple tweets have quoted the banality of evil, suggesting that people implementing our policies are like Nazis following orders, which, as someone responsible for our policies who had direct family members in Auschwitz, is not exactly an environment I want to wade into. People are angry and want to express themselves, but the way the conversation happens can close off meaningful engagement. You think? Obviously, they can't stay to 144 characters when they're talking among themselves. I know I certainly can't. I've really had a, had a problem tweeting some of my thoughts on Twitter. As you know, I can go on for quite a while. So here's, a, here's, a, here's something they say, and then they're congratulatory about the whole thing. Big props to whoever in trust and safety is sitting there whack-a-moling these Trump accounts. So they're going after Trump. They're going after his followers. I was one of them. My account got canceled, too. <laughs> Imagine that. 
<laughs> you think I would ever be saying anything offensive to them in any way? Come on, Dale. I know you want to say something, don't you? Oh, yes, I do. I really worry about what comes out of your mouth some days. And I know the truth, and it should be said. But there is things that I don't want to say that I really need to say, but I can't. Well, let me tell you something. In case people haven't figured this out, I am very, very controlled when I'm doing the radio show about what I say. Oh, we know you are. On social media, not so much. <laughs> well, it's amazing that you've got an account someplace. Yeah, I, I know. I haven't been kicked off an account in quite a while now. I think, I don't know, I think maybe they're afraid to kick people off now. I don't know. Too, too much attention. Well, I mean, you're safe on, on Musk's Twitter. Yes, I am. Free speech. Right, he hasn't bothered me at all. No. No. So... By the next day, employees expressed eagerness to tackle, you're going to love this one, medical misinformation. Imagine that. What said, yes, we absolutely plan to do this in 2021, with the timeline being as soon as possible. COVID is one specific disease. Medical misinformation is a much broader category of harmful content. Now, what is medical misinformation? Medical information, misinformation is when one person says something and another person says they disagree with them. That person is obviously misinformation because those that are being controlled by the government and Big Pharma, obviously what they're saying is the truth. Oh, obviously. Yeah. We're from the government and we're here to help. <laughs> We've laid a lot of the groundwork for policy and product behavior through our work on COVID and the election. So they were working hard on that election, as you know. They wanted to make sure that only the, inf- the, the proper information got out to the public. Not like things like about Hunter's laptop or about, um, you know, maybe Biden handling classified documents that he wasn't, didn't have a right to have. Things like that, you know, that would just really cause disruptions in the election. You mean that wonderful stuff that he had out in his garage just said top secret? Right. And it was piled up in the corner right there uh, next to his Corvette. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Let's see here. The misinfo policy team, they have a misinfo to- policy team at Twitter, or at least they did. They don't anymore. All those people got fired when, uh, when uh, Elon Musk came in there. Along with the folks in health experience, what the heck is that? TWS, I don't know what that is. Research and other teams across the company are now focusing on getting to a place of improved maturity in how our policies are actualized. Yes. Let's see, what else did I get out of this? Mm. Oh, okay. This is a good one. For the longest time, Twitter's stance was that we aren't the arbiter of truth. Well, they think they are, or at least they used to think they were, wrote another employee, which I respected but never gave me a warm, fuzzy feeling. So there were people at Twitter speaking out against this because there were people at Twitter that thought they were, like, godlike, you know, and they... They ruled over information on what people could see, and they were the arbiters of truth. 
See, this is the problem with the people that we're dealing with, is that there should be no such thing as warm, fuzzy feelings about truth. No. Sometimes truth hurts. Yeah. And that's what this is about. Cosmetics, feelings, all stuff that is incredibly subjective. And it's hard to argue against with things like, oh, I don't know, facts. Facts. They often get in the way. So here's an interesting thing. Outside the United States, Twitter's decision to ban Trump raised alarms. Now, other countries weren't really happy about this decision. Listen to what they thought, including with the French, which you really like the French, uh, Dale. (coughs) President Emmanuel Macron. Or German Prime Minister Angela Merkel. And Mexico's President Andre Manuel Lopez Obrador. Well, that's a mouthful. Macron told an audience he didn't want to live in a democracy where the key decisions were made by private players. Imagine Macron said this. I want it to be decided by a law voted by your representative or by regulation, governance, democratically discussed and improved, approved by democratic leaders. Imagine that. Macron actually thinks the people should have a say-so over this. No, no, no. The people's representatives. Yes, which are supposed to be speaking for the people. Um, speaking of not things to which, the people. Speaking of things which are not true. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And they're the same people that want to come in and take our guns away from us. Yes, those same people. The one same people that told me that their vaccine does not cause blood clots. That's Why right. did I have a blood clot then? I, I think we know that reason now, Dale. Oh, yeah, I do too. Yes. Just ask hundreds of, uh, of funeral home directors across the country, and they will tell you what causes blood clots. Merkel's spokesperson called Twitter's decision to ban Trump from its platform problematic and added that the freedom of opinion is of elementary significance. See, even these foreign leaders, and some of them are kind of lefty in my opinion, even they thought it was too much what Twitter was doing. Russian opposition leader Alexei Navalny, I'm probably butchering these names. <laughs> what can I say? I'm from Ohio. I can barely, I, you know, we're real simple up there. Uh, criticized... <laughs> the ban as an unacceptable act of censorship. Isn't it good that I can make fun of myself? You know, I, I've mentioned this before. You know, I, I love Ohio, by the way. I love going there and visiting. And I, all my family's, family's up there. But Ohio's a very monoculture. So if, if you grow up in Ohio your entire life and you, you venture out into the outside world, there's a lot of things that are more difficult. Just a thought. Anyway, whether you agree with Navalny and Macron, I like saying that name, Macron, or the executives at Twitter, we hope this latest installment of the Twitter Files gave you insight into that unprecedented decision. So anyway, that was, that was release five. So let me do, I got release six here. It's interesting too. 
This is release six. I'm going to skip down to line 33 on that one. I, I found line 33 to be particularly interesting. Okay, so in line, learn th line 33, it, uh, the ubiqu ubiquity of the 2016 Russian interference story as stated pretext for building out the censorship machine can't be overstated. It's analogous to how 9-11 inspired the expansion of the security state. Now, I think all you guys will admit that, that when 9-11 happened, basically there was the Patriot Act. And really, from what I remember, I mean, before 9-11, we were pretty innocent in this country. And then after 9-11, boy, that's when the crackdown started, didn't it? All the paranoia and all the crackdown and all of the regulations and the security. And it all started there, didn't it? Well, it's the first time since... The war among the states that it had actually come onto our mainland territory. I mean, you know, yeah, there was there was Pearl Harbor, but Pearl Harbor was in Hawaii, which was not a state yet and a long ways away and not that many people. But this was um, right smack in the heart of uh, one of the original colonies and uh, suburban Virginia. And that's uh, a little close to home for a lot of people. Europeans, yep. Europeans have been doing it and seeing it for a very long time. Um, they're, I won't say used to it, but at least it, it's not quite the same level of shock that it was for us. Mm -hmm. They brought it to us. First time they, they brought it to us in the lifetime Pretty much lifetime of anybody around this table. You realize, Jamie, and this would get into a whole debate that I'm sure would just go in all kinds of directions. There are people that actually think that 9-11 wasn't what as it appeared. And there is some interesting stuff out there that would call into question that. You know, like I, I don't want to get into that too deep. That's for another show. Okay, <laughs> let me finish the Twitter That's files. a complete another show. That's a complete never show. Yeah. Uh, okay, yeah. So... Let's don't go there right now. We only have a few minutes left. I want to cover this. So the Department of Homeland Security was actually sending memos and intelligent briefs to Twitter. Okay. Now, this one brief, which they took a, they took a, a screenshot of, it's uh, from the Office of Intelligence and Analysis, which is part of the DHS. Intelligence in brief. And it says, Russian malign influence use of permissive social media platforms. So what they're implying here is that social platforms allowing free speech is, is just a bad thing. Is essentially what they're saying here. And it says, while the DHS and its products, they call them products, these memos that they were sending to Twitter, pans permissive social media for offering operational advantages to Russians. It also explains that the domestic violent extremist threat requires addressing information gaps. So Twitter was getting like literally direct, their, the, the executives at Twitter was getting direct communication and direction from the FBI, the DHS, and various different state agencies and Democrat politicians. And the proof is right here. You sound surprised. Oh, I'm not surprised. <laughs> but I bet a lot of other people are. 
that aren't paying attention. And you do realize that the domestic terrorists, there are probably a few of them real close to us. Maybe. Well, they consider us domestic terrorists oh, because, after all, we are bloodthirsty MAGA Republicans, right? We speak, speak for out yourself. against them. Now, 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 let me correct something, Jamie. When I say MAGA Republican, I'm not saying you're necessarily a Trump supporter, okay? Trump was simply the symbol of a movement, okay? I am all for the Make America Great Again movement, okay, whether it's led by Donald Trump or anybody else. Okay. Okay. So you agree with me there? Absolutely. Okay. You guys, you guys are all with me on that, right? Okay. So we're all MAGA Republicans, right? We're all okay. for making America great again. See, right. they twist the meaning of that, too, to say that you're, like, worshiping at, at the foot of the Donald Trump. And it's, like, not like the Obama worshipers. No, we're not like that at all. We simply like the movement and what it stands for. Freedom, making America great, America first, all of those great things. Yeah, America first is one of those things you have to be very careful of. It does not have a particularly uh, nice reputation going back to the 1930s and early 40s. Oh, okay. All right. Probably another show. There were multiple points of entry into Twitter for government-flagged reports. This letter from Agent Chan to Roth references Teleporter, a platform through which Twitter could receive reports from the FBI. So they're going to set up their own little special little line of communication with the FBI. The FBI at this point in time is pretty much reading and censoring Twitter content. And then they're sending the messages over to Twitter saying, oh, well, we really need you to get rid of this guy or we need, to, we need you to, you know, bounce that tweet or whatever. Hey, guys, we're almost out of town. time. So um, real quick, 30 seconds, Jamie, plug the organization that you're representing and what people can do to help you out. New Mexico Shooting Sports Association has been speaking for gun owners in New Mexico since 1935. We have a website. Go to it, sign up, become a member. When we speak with many voices, we speak with greater power. Yes, we do. And how can they contact you again one more time? NMSSA.org. NMSSA.org. Dale, 30 seconds. Plug your business. This is Dale Perkins with Perkins Protection Training. We teach the concealed weapon permits for the state of New Mexico and Utah. That way you have reciprocity in 34 states. My phone number is area code 505-238-1214. One more time, 505-238-1214. And he go, he does a fantastic class. Judge, is there anything quick you want to add at the end here? Well, I'm a judge at the Metropolitan Court. You really don't want to meet me. <laughs> but I have enjoyed meeting you and been able to talk with he's you. He's really just Thank a you. fuzzy, cuddly guy. He's, he's, yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, so I want to plug my advertisers. Dale Perkins, which is here with me right now. High Desert Chiropractic and Wellness. And ABQ Gentle Dentistry, these are all people I do business with, and they're all fantastic, and they're all patriots. So, And by the way, I found out last night at karaoke that Karen from uh, High Desert Chiropractic, well, she's an awesome singer, and so is her husband. So, just a thought. So, do you own your freedom-friendly business? You can advertise on this station and support this show and many others like it. 
you want to get started advertising or send in your comments or suggestions, you can email me at Becca at freedomspeaknm.com. Check out my website, freedomspeaknm.com. You can listen to replays of any of my shows. You can also uh, download the show notes because there's a lot of things that I don't get to when we're doing the show, and they're all in the show notes. They come complete with links and all the little notes that I made and stuff like that. You can check out my posts on Facebook. Check out my Facebook page because I, po- I post all the really far out stuff on Facebook uh, You know that I don't necessarily talk about on here. I'm also on Twitter, Telegram, True Social. And you can get the podcast on SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, and Apple iTunes. Please like, follow, and share far and wide. As you know, I'm being censored like you wouldn't believe. Freedom is essential to everyone. Liberty and freedom are rights, not privileges. It's time to stand up and tell the Marxist and those pushing the woke agenda, hell no, we won't comply. We are the resistance.